What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This week, we are we are resurrecting the topic. Resurrecting the topic. It was actually never dead. It was just kind of laying dormant. It was ringing this little bell, and us know that we buried it by mistake. Uh, this week, we're talking about buy-in. And uh, I tell you right off the top of the show, and I'm, I'm going to say it right here, it's not from Cheers. You don't get buy-in from Cheers, okay? You don't get it from corporate Shibuya nonsense, I promise. Um, how do you know, Travis? Hey, that's a great question, friendly listener, because I got buy-in from people to go get shot at. So kind of an expert, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Anyway, so we, we talk buy-in. We talk about the right way, the wrong way. And uh, then we kind of go on a, a super cool tirade about trust, which is also very important in gaining that buy-in. So hope you guys enjoy it. And that's all I'm going to say for right now, because I'm just kind of running my mouth. So here you go. Buy-in. Hey, here we go. Here we go. We're live. We're live. I always want to, I always, <laughs> every time I say we're live, mm-hmm. I always want to, there's a, a Cypress Hill song. Yeah. That has different words after that, mm-hmm. that I always want to say, but I shouldn't. But you shouldn't. I mean, I could, but, but I'm not going shouldn't. to. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Today we're talking about buying, but first, how are you doing? I'm good. That is I'm good. great. Um, I love Monday. I, Monday's the best. It is. It it's the best is. day of the week for us. Yeah. Um, but today we're talking about buy-in. Yes. And it's a topic that I touched on months and months ago. Yep. And there were there were particular individuals who were like, hey, you should do that again. Yeah. And kind of dig a little deeper on it. So we're going to today. Um, and basically, like, it's we're going to talk about buy-in as it pertains to leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and then bearing in mind that I think we've talked about you're a leader somewhere to right. someone. So it really kind of like... Right. Even if it's just leaving yourself? Sure, exactly. (laughs) Um, But I actually like, there's a, there's something I want to point out at the very beginning when it comes to buying, okay? And, and we can talk more about it. Um, (laughs) But what I want to say up front, because I, I might forget, Mm -hmm. buying doesn't come. Yes. From forcing people (laughs) to do lame cheers. No. It doesn't. Huh. How about that? Anytime you're forcing someone to do something or yeah. putting them on the spot to do something, right. you've lost all buy-in. Yeah. All right. Particularly like, okay, so if if you're in an organization where it's like every day yeah. they want you to do this like demeaning thing. Right. And maybe it's not, some of the people in the group may love it. Right. It right. may really it's fire them up. not meant to be demeaning. Sure. And whenever the good idea fairy landed on that one person's <laughs> shoulder and whispered, do this. In their ear, they're like, that's fire. Everyone's going to love doing this. It's going to bring such unity. You're right. right, It does. But it (laughs) creates two separate groups of unity. Right. Well, the other thing is not if you're forcing the one group that's not interested to do it. Come on, Brad. Clap. (laughs) Shut up, Tina. (laughs) Right. That's the thing. Like, some people get really excited about, hey, yeah, let's let's get our groove thing going. (laughs) It's a word that I use all of. And I I sum up that, like, corporate shenanigans with the Uh word Shibuya. Shibuya. Oh, God. The Shibuya guys, Shibuya. Shibuya. <laughs> lame, lame Booya, man. That is not how you garner buy-in. No, no. The the I think there's different places where it's appropriate too. Maybe. <laughs> like, 
I, look, I could see if you're like trying to disarm a group. Right. Like if you have a new group and you're trying to disarm egos and like, all right, we're right. all going to be silly. We're all going to be stupid. Right. Like, you know, shake like the... <laughs> the the sail right. balloon man we thing. call them silly guys yeah shake like one of those everyone do that sure got it but like that's not that's no, not how you sustain it's, it it's not for everybody though either some no. people that makes them really uncomfortable and they're immediate like these are not my people and right. i want out it and look if you're standing there with a bunch of like pasted on smiles and big eyes and all the mascara or whatever it is. And they're like, come on guys. You're like, Oh, I'm in a cult. This isn't a job. Right. The brainwashing's begun. Right. I don't want your Nikes and I don't want your Kool-Aid. If you're making someone spell out the company's name with their body. Right. You've got a problem. Yeah. Right. Right. No, like, right. Give me an N, give me an A, give me a Z. Hold on guys. What are we spelling? <laughs> Relax. <laughs> What are we spelling? Relax. So I wanted to say up front, buy-in is not an uncomfortable cheer. It's not a catchy thing. It's right. that is not buy-in. No. Okay. Like yeah, we can call, that's brainwashing. Right. It's not buy-in. Right. Um. But kind of like my take on buy-in, it's it's kind of simple, really. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> you're selling something. Right. Like big picture, you're selling. The goal of the company, right. maybe, or right. the organization, or the in-state for the day. You're right. selling that. Right, but but it's it's some idea of success that you want everyone to grab hold of. And and making them right. spell out words with their body is not necessarily... <laughs> and the big thing that... What's, what's crazy is, like, I could come to you, and I could say, Hey, today, this is what we're doing, and here's how we're doing it. It's going right. to be great. And... Even if you think it's a great idea, here's here's where I'm going to switch the perspective a little bit on what we're actually selling. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sell you the end state. If I'm a leader in any capacity, if I start by selling the end state, mm -hmm. I lose. What I need to sell first is me. Right. You have to have buy-in to me right. first. Right. Which includes a large amount of trust. <laughs> oh, I think we're going to get there. But it's true. Right. Because the reality is, look, if... If you don't respect me as an individual, you don't trust me, you could, in your heart of hearts, think that this, you know, organizational instate is the greatest thing on the planet. But if it's come out of my face, oh, maybe that's not such a good idea. Right. Well, it's really true. I mean, I think just in the world, you can hear two different ideas from two different people. One person you're like crazy about and you right. respect everything they do. And one person, maybe you just know nothing about them or maybe you've seen a whole bunch of past things where there's just been failure after failure after failure. Sure. And and it can be the exact same idea and the you know, successful person that you respect presents it to you and you're like, that is an amazing idea. I am on board right. 100%. And the other person, even though it's the same idea, you're like, hmm. Not so fast to me. Look, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> let's let's use an example that we've touched on recently, but it's because it's just ever present in our house now because of Prime <laughs> Survivor. Right, right. <laughs> We're watching old episodes of Survivor all the time right. with the kids; they love it. But in in one instance, like whoever says, "Oh, I don't like so and so," right? They suck, right? And you're sitting there as an audience member going, "I love so and so," right? Why would you say? And that? And then someone else who you actually like in the show is like. I don't like so-and-so. And you're like, yeah, so-and-so sucks. Like, you know, now that you mention it, they probably should be the next to go. When's Tribal Council again? Right. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things where, you know, 
You the, have to sell you first. Right. There is an influence from the person that is trying to create the buy-in. So it's important that you're using your powers for good. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's funny because you brought up trust. Mm-hmm. And that is overwhelmingly where it starts. Right. Um, and I was actually, I mean, this is something that we talk about quite a bit. And I get asked on a very regular basis, like if I were to make a list mm-hmm. of leadership, you know, qualities, what, if, there, if I had to make a top five list. and. Right. It, you know, there's always humility. There's always selflessness. There's always those like big key things for me. Right. Um, but what's crazy, and I actually was on a, a separate broadcast last week, and mm-hmm. this topic came up. Um, you're gonna have to talk about that at the end. I'll do it in the outro so you guys can check it out. But at any rate, like I put trust at the very top. Yeah. And the reason I do that, and I said this on the other show, is that you can't get trust without all the other things. Right. And so if getting trust is in the forefront of your mind, and look, <laughs> I don't, let me help you out with something. <laughs> um, trust is only gained through honesty. Right. Okay. If you're tricking people into trusting you, that's not trust. No. And you're going to get found out. A thousand percent. I mean, that's, that's really the thing is even if it works initially. Right. It's not, it, it's not a long-term solution. No, no, because someone's going to catch you slipping. Right. And and then they're <laughs> right. going to let everyone know. Right. That or or just the, the crosstalk that starts to happen between a team or within a family or within right. a friend group or, or whatever it is. Then it's you start to break down like, oh, he told you that? Right. Well, he told me this. And, and going with the trust thing, like, so I want to I start getting into a few examples. Mm-hmm. Let's see, where could I draw from? Hey, military. Okay. <laughs> Great idea, Jesse. Um, so here, but this is true. Okay. Yeah. Like if you were to look at my career and all the people I had the honor to lead, mm-hmm. that was the overwhelming common denominator is that they had to trust me. And here's why. Like I wasn't saying, Hey guys, we're going to hit this sales number this month. I wasn't saying, right. Hey dude, we got to, you know, unload this truck. It was nothing like it was, Hey guys, we're going to go for a walk today right? where we know that we know we're going to be shot at and potentially blown up. Right. And I need you to come with me. Right. And if you want to stay alive. <laughs> and like they knew, oh, I'm going for the walk. Right. I need you guys to come with me. Like imagine going, okay. Oh, and by the way, while we're out there, do everything I tell you to do. Right. right. Don't question it. Just do it. Just make it happen. Now for anyone who's unfamiliar with the military, you might think, oh, well, that's what they're supposed to do. <laughs> right. Right. Um, ask yourself, would you do it? Right. Well, would you I, do it even if someone's like, it's an order? Like, no. Right. At a certain level, a, if a person doesn't trust what's happening, they're going to be like, no. Even, <laughs> like, there's still, even in the moment when you're like, I do trust that person, that's an extreme environment. Yes. Self-preservation does play a part in this. Right. And so if you're like, oh, listen to them or maybe die. Like, mm. <laughs> Right. I'm going to have to trust you on this. Right. going to have to trust you on this. Right. And, and it's to the inches, right? Like, you know, a little, little extra here, but like when you know curbs blow up, mm-hmm. like where I tell you to stand could be the difference between you living or dying today. Right. And you have to trust that I'm paying attention to that. And that when I say stand right there, that patch of dirt or that corner is not going to explode under your feet. Right. And so to do that over the course of 12 to 15 months every day, mm-hmm. 
they got to trust you. Exactly. Well, and it's it's a trust that's built up too. I mean, that's why you spend so much time training and so much time, you know, wherever you are, you know, when you we were stationed in different places, right. just going out into whatever the the scenery was and doing different things, and then traveling to different places to go through huge, you know, courses of, you know all of the, right. the the testing everything and but that's how you're building that trust is that in those in those instances when you're saying do this and and life and death is not on the line and they see that it works and that if there was any kind of discrepancy or there was some kind of miscommunication it all is getting sorted out right i mean there's a lot of little practices that happen so that all of the this complete buy-in comes together and you know to your one of the things you like to say all the time, and I want to bring it up because it, it does make perfect sense here. It's so in that instance, right? They trust me, but you talked about it a little bit already that if, if you're not consistent right. and you get busted doing the thing that you espouse against, or you say we shouldn't do, and now you're doing it, right. you're losing that trust. And what you always like to say, and it's totally applicable is that trust is like a bank account yeah. and that, you know, any, that's a, a real analogy. People can wrap their heads around <laughs> right. like, I've got this much money in the bank. Right. Then I spend a lot of it on this. Right. It's good. I may have gotten that one thing out of it. Right. But it's going to take a while to build back up. Or I wasn't the same as that's why you use it because it's just like that in a trust situation where, you know, I've got all this trust and buy-in from the individuals that I lead. Right. But I make one big screw up that they all see. Right. Then I've lost it. And here's the real thing on how you lose it. It's not by screwing up. No. And I'm here to tell you, as a leader, as a human being, right. you're going to screw up. It's going to happen. Right. You lose the trust when you don't acknowledge it. Right. When you start just trying to cover it up. Cover it up, blow it off like it doesn't matter. Right. Or the worst case scenario, go, hey, I'm the boss. Right. Oh, damn you, Steve. <laughs> right. Damn you. Right. Or blaming it on someone else. It's not my fault because of whatever you were doing. Right. If or Tina whatever, had just done whatever. Right. The thing is, is even if that's the case, even if it is Tina's fault, saying that to the group doesn't instill confidence in anyone. What you've done is validate to Tina that you're a dirtbag. Right. And she probably already thought that. Right. And everyone else there is like, oh, he's just waiting for buses to throw us under. Right. There's zero trust there. Right. And so, you know, we'll, we'll do a couple other analogies, but then we'll kind of tie it back into buying. Like, think about in the house. You brought up the... The two sides, right? right? That whole like getting getting caught up in, but they told me this thing. Right. We have four kids. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we're just coming out of the weekend. Smart kids. <laughs> with four kids, all with things they want to do. Right. And two of us, we're looking at probably 275,000 instances where they could have caught us slipping. Right. Um, conservatively before right. lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they will. On Saturday. And so, look, like I'm not, I'm not trying to say... The people you lead are like children, but I'm saying humans right. are going to try and get the answer they want right. regardless. Right. And so if if kid A comes to me and says, Dad, can I have a cookie? Mm-hmm. And I go, no, we're not doing cookies. Right. And kid B, right. comes, Hannah, <laughs> is like, comes trotting in later. Daddy, can I have a cookie? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and the other guy's like, whoa. Right. I thought he said no cookies. He said we weren't having cookies right now. And so in a leadership position, this is just the individual one, Mm -hmm. you've got a decision point now. You can either own the screw up and everyone gets a cookie. And everybody gets the cookie. 
Or you can create a toxic environment by going, yeah, but, you know, kid B asked me and it's different for them and they get special treatment and I'm a crappy leader and you should all hate me. That's what you're saying. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) So. But like in the dual leadership thing, like between you and I, it, you know, the kids will go to you and say, dad, can we whatever? And then get whatever answer. Maybe it's not one that they want. So then they come to me and say, mom, can we whatever? And then I'll, and the thing is, is we're smart. We know. Yeah. like, did you talk to your dad about this first? And you always know, like, whoa, when they look at their feet. <laughs> but think about how that translates, right? Because we are, in essence, a leadership team. Right. And these leadership teams exist all through corporate America, all through every entity on the planet. Like, right. you have your peer leaders that, you know, maybe this particular individual isn't a, a part of your team. Right. But you are a leader, and so they're coming to you. You have to be on the same page. Right. You have to. Right. And another way you get buy-in, it's what we're kind of talking about already, is like, man, I say it all the time. It, you have to live the standards. Yeah. You have to. Right. And so if manager A and manager B are asked the same question and there is a no joke standard answer. Right. You both better say the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. I think the other thing too, it's like, in that situation or a parental situation or whatever, I, I personally, I think before you answer, if you suspect that there has been talk to another right. leader to say, we're going to pause right here <laughs> and I'm going to get with the other leader and we're going to make a final decision on whatever this is, if there isn't a standard that's already established. Right. I think you, you save face and you create buy-in because it's like, okay, they really are a united front. We're not going to that... be able to divide. That point is so important because I think a lot of leaders put on the spot like that have a tendency to go, I better answer because if they think I'm incompetent, I lose buy-in. Right. But the reality is the contrary. If you go, you know what? I'm not a thousand percent on that. Let me just jive it up with my cohorts here and I'll let you know. Right. Like if they were trying to be shady, if they were trying to get something. Right. They know that this is... This is a team, and you're not getting by it. Right. And that's exactly what we do with the kids. I mean, if one of them, even if we're both standing in the same room and they come to us and say, hey, can I whatever on this day with these people, whatever the question is, we go, hold that thought. We're going to talk to each other. We'll get back to you with an answer. But that's so real to everything. Yeah. Right? Like if there's a leadership team, a lot of times this individual will approach when they know you together because they know that you have a leaning one way or the other. Right. And they're going to try and catch you, make you say it in front of this in one. In front of them. So that now this person will relent in the future. Right. Uh-uh. <laughs> Don't do that. No. <laughs> like, put that person on pause. You're not being rude. You're not losing any right. ground. All you're doing is cementing the team's aspect of this. Right. Right. And that will give them a broader picture of organizational buying because exactly. they, they know, okay, like this is this is a team. This is a living organism and we all work together. Right. And if that's the example that's set at whatever level as they progress, you know, as our kids are getting older, as your team is they're getting um promoted and different right. things, that's that's what they begin to expect that they're not going to be able to create these little divisions and things. They just expect that they're going to ask their question or or whatever it is and that collectively there'll be a decision made and they'll be letting you know what the answer is and this you know this this takes me back legitimately to the genesis 
of above average leadership. Yeah. Um, because in these instances, like, and buy-in, I think, is probably one of the the clinch pins for how this works. Mm-hmm. Because buy-in creates, you know, loyalty creates follow-on ripples. Right. Without the proper amount of buy-in for the right leadership, it, it goes into what started this thing in the first place, and that's toxic leadership. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, you're talking about the promotions, and right. what's going to come next? If you're that wishy-washy leader who, you know, only uses coercion, they only, you know, what's good for you isn't good for me. They're hypocritical in their actions and their speech. Right. Then when that teammate who is now aspiring to be like them, if only for the money, gets to that level, they're going to do the same thing same to their thing. people. Right. And it creates a toxic leadership environment that perpetuates itself. Right. And gets bigger and gets worse because it's affecting more people and wider ripples. Right. And, you know, the success rate in those cases, it's just, you know, it's dropping through the floor. And the next thing you know, and we've talked about this before with toxic leadership, I've, I've done other shows about toxic right. leadership. Like, <laughs> what happens then is that the core values of the company and what you saw in your training videos are so far removed mm-hmm. from what's actually happening that it's just gross to be around. Right. But the right. truth of it is, if you start out, like we've talked about, being the leader you want to follow, mm-hmm. and you garner that good buy-in. Right. Like, and it's, we've talked about how it's through trust, but it's just like, it's so much bigger than that. Right. Because the ripples that are going to be caused by getting, here's the deal. Like, overall, we're talking about getting to do what you want them to do, right? Right. Right. But you want them to do it every day. Right. Right. It's that commitment that you're looking for. And the truth, like we've talked about ownership of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to take a second and talk about ownership of crappy stuff. <laughs> and I, we're going to talk about two things, though. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about crappy stuff and good stuff. Right. Okay? Buy-in is a big deal mm-hmm. for you as a leader. Right. And so, for me, as a leader, I would own, and they tell you this in the military, like, you have to own the orders you're given like they're your own idea. Mm-hmm. And they're not joking. Like you better do it and your team will reflect whether or not you do. Right. And it's so obvious. It's glaringly obvious because you can tell when you've told a group of people, Oh, here's the deal. And you're, and they all come dragging in and, you know, rolling their eyes and there's no hustle. There's no motivation, but there's a, there's a nuanced way of doing it where you can maintain the human loyalty Right. As well as the organizational buy-in. Right. And I say nuance because it's you can miss it and you can really screw it up. Right. <laughs> um, I've got stat, like one right over there, statues of me from when I was a drill sergeant mm-hmm. that have this quote on there, right? And right. I used it all the time. And I used it when it was the new dumbest thing I'd ever heard. Right. Or if it was really going to suck. <laughs> so I would brief what we had to do like it was my idea. Mm-hmm. And I would just, at the end, and it's it's the worst thing ever. Like, oh, they're all like, no, you know, we're right. going to die. This is going to suck. <laughs> right. it's, it's not all good. the real reasons to catastrophize are there. Right. And I'm saying it like I believe a thousand percent in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I would just, at the end, tag in. It's going to be great. <laughs> and in that instant, they knew, oh, he knows it sucks too. Right. And right. you, you know, that it's going to be great. I had to get him there to know what it meant. Right. But it's not, look. It's okay to go, hey, look, fellas, look, guys, this is going to suck. Right. It's right. going to suck, but we've got to get it done. Right. And the... The honesty in that, though, is 
it bolsters your faith in what's happening. There's so many corporate whiz kids right now that are going, no, Travis, don't tell them that. <laughs> Hush, Chad. Look, it works. Right. It works. Right. Because the level of buying you've got there mm-hmm. is so no human being wants to work with someone or for someone in that instance that they feel like just is drinking all the Kool-Aid, man. Right. That they have no perception of reality. That right. this is a difficult task. It's a crappy task. It's a whatever. And I can tell you, if you approach a group of people, like, you know, there was some some tasks that I had in old whiz-bang corporate America where right. I was a leader. And it was like, I would start the night going, uh, this isn't going to happen. Right. Here, on paper, we fail. And I've mathed it out 10 times. Right. We fail all 12. Right. I did that on purpose. Um, and what's... What's awesome is that gives you a unique opportunity then to go, but I call bullshit. Yeah. I know what you guys can do. Right. I know what you can make happen when you put your mind to it. And I know this is going to suck, but guess what? Right. We're all going to suck together. Together. It's going to suck for everyone. Right. I'm going to be out there doing all the things with you. Yeah. Oh, wake up leadership. Yep. You're going to have to work. Right. Out there doing all the things. And you have (laughs) one night or day or week, or month, whatever it is, yeah. that you start off and you go, this is going to suck, and I'm going to be right there with you right. through every step of it. It's going to suck for all of us. Right. I promise you, that team will jump through rings of fire over shark tanks with freaking laser beams on their head for you yeah. until the day they die. Happily. Yes. I mean, that's that's really the, the truth, is when you feel like you're in it together, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, you'll do anything. And it's, you know, that's a big scenario, but the reality is it's in the inches, yeah. right? So I know we're kind of switching gears back and forth, but (laughs) there's a lot to this. And so I want to just point out a small little detail, right? At our dinner table, we eat dinner as a family together every night. Yep. Um, And there's a few exceptions to this, right? (laughs) Like cheeseburgers or sloppy joes, sometimes burritos. But for the most part, (laughs) this is not cool. At our table. Right, right. Elbows on the table is not allowed. Right. And so every single night, this is dad. Right. And so it's it sounds silly, but like, I'm in this with you. Right. Is this easier? Yeah. <laughs> right. Lean on the table. Is this more comfortable? Bring your food. <laughs> of course it is. Bring your face to your food. <laughs> come, come here. Right. But this is the way we do it. Right. And so right. you have, as a leader, you have to be in there with them. Right. You got to sit up and do it just like they're doing it. Just like you expect them to do it. Buy-in does not happen from sending out an email. No. Buy-in, this is the last big point I'm going to make about buy-in and how you go about it. Unless I think of something else. But this is one that I knew I wanted to talk about because it's wildly important. Mm. Buy-in happens when you're there. Right. You have to be, I say this kind of a lot. Mm. So, you know... If you haven't listened to the show before, right. write this down. It's going to happen again. Right. You have to be a present leader. Yes. You have to show up. Right. And I don't mean just like punch in and go to your office. Right. You have to be checking in on your people, talking to your people, finding out how they're doing, what's working for them, what's not working for them. Just in life. Not necessarily in a corporate way. I mean, you you need to know your people. Like, you know, how about this? Is Sasquatch real? Mm. Is Sasquatch real? 
Is Sasquatch real? <laughs> I mean, a lot of people say it's, Bigfoot exists. It's true. But I don't trust it. Mm-hmm. I don't have buy-in to that. <laughs> right. Because I don't see right. Sasquatch. You haven't seen Bigfoot wandering by. And just because there's a few people that, oh, no, I saw him. Right. Yeah. Or even if you think you saw him one time wander by in the dark but shadows. I've never seen are him. Are you still even certain? I'm not and sure. The, the rarity of it. Comer, are you saying that Sasquatch is real or I'm correct? It's just a yes is not enough information to go off of. Sorry, it's in the chat, guys. Um, but you have to be present. Right. Like, if Bigfoot wants me to know he's real, right. show up, homie. Exactly. There's woods right outside the house, dude. Right. Come on. Right. Just poke your head in a few times. Well, <laughs> You know, show up. Right. But until then... Right. Not everyone's going to trust that it's real. Right. Not everyone's going to have and, buy-in but to the idea. But then that's the thing, is to get them to trust that it's real, it has to be regular. It has to be something that they are expecting. Even if you're not out with your team on the floor or whatever it is that you do all the time, the fact that you could just pop in and, and pick right. right up with them or you know want to ask them some questions or whatever it is, there, there has to be the expectation that you're going to just appear, interact, and then do whatever else right. you have to get done. I look, I'm and I've talked about like your time is your time, and I believe that right. as a leader, your personal time is your personal time. Turn this stupid thing off. Chet can wait till Monday to ask you about the TPS reports, and if he can't read them, he shouldn't be in that position. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> right. But your presence, your your lack of being there, should be the exception. Right. Like it should just be. You should be organic. You should be like the chair. They just know you're there. Right. And that you're available to, to do whatever. That you're... Because as a leader, look, damn it, you're not in charge. You're a resource. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I think... I mean, like, in in the whole buy-in thing, like, with what I do in, in my fitness yes. community and stuff, there's... It takes a long time for people to get bought in. Because, oh, yeah. you know, a lot of... Like, when I, when I started... I hung back in the shadows and I watched and I watched like, is this really going to work? Is this person really going to be around? Right. Is this, you know, is this something, you know, for, for the length of what I'm looking for? And so when, when you start showing up all the time, right. you know, you're a reliable face, you have reliable, you know, words to say to people, it, it changes the game. But, but, and, because you're you're downplaying a little bit. But for people who don't know like how real what you're saying is, and for clarity, Comer says that he's never seen him. He just believes in him. Okay. okay. Good for you. Yep. Faith Keep is important. Keep on believing, brother. Um, but for you and for what you do, it's like the establishment of that trust is right. almost like the biggest piece of it. Because right. what you do, like everyone knows exercising is a good idea. Right. Like they know that. They right. got told that Everybody at some knows. point. Right. Uh, that, you know, nutrition is a good idea. It's important, right. That attitude is a good idea. Right. That, you know, being hopeful is a good idea. They know right. that these things are good. Right. But you just said it once in their world. Is it real? No. Right. But you've got people, like, who just in, in this week, yeah. there are people who have been watching you for a year. Right, right. Or for more. A, a hard 18 months in some cases. Yep. Every day, showing up in your stories. Every day, they're there. Right. Every day, watching <laughs> right. silently, just like you did. Yeah. And then they go, well, hell, like, it's legit. Like, right. I guess 18 months is enough time to figure out she's going to do this every single day. Right. 
but the accountability of that is is really good for both parties because I know I've committed to show up. Right. And when someone decides they want to join me in what I'm doing, they know I expect them to show up because I'm putting it all out there. I, and that's <laughs> that's a huge point to bring up, though. And it's something that we touched on a little bit like when we talked about screw-ups. Right. Right? But ownership of all of it right. is a big deal. Transparency right. is massive in generating buy-in from your team. Yes. And the way you do social media is not like other people. <laughs> and it's a good thing right. because you show up and you're like, hey, today kind of sucked. Right. Right. But you know what? It's okay because X, Y, and Z. You show them where to hunt the good stuff. Right. And they go, like, that's so easily internalized by going, yeah, today did suck. But you know what? I guess I do have that or that or that. Right. And tomorrow's a fresh start. So. <laughs> and if, if I'm if I'm in the world trying to figure out, okay, who am I going to follow in this? And in your world, it's fitness mm-hmm. and nutrition and spirituality and all all the things that you do. Right. But in your world, it's that. If I'm If I'm choosing... Who to follow there. Right. I'm going to choose the person who's real, right. who's honest, who's transparent, who shows up every damn day no matter what. I'm not right. going to choose the sponsored ad. Right. I'm not right. going to choose the, Right. You I know. mean, for, for me personally, I like the people who are like, you know, today was really hard. Right. And I didn't enjoy that workout. I don't particularly like this vegetable. I don't particularly, you know, but I'm doing it because overall it makes me feel good. And, you know, whatever, whatever your goal that you're working towards, it's getting me there. And that, that goal of health, wellness, nutrition, and, you know, good headspace right. is your organizational instinct. Right. And you need to get them bought into that. Right. But what's the first thing they got to buy? Right. You. Right. They have They've to, got to believe you. They have to believe you. that it worked for me. I, they have to believe that I'm the bridge, whether, you know, that takes them from being stuck and unhappy and uncomfortable and feeling lost to feeling found, feeling right. confident, you know, loving the skin that they're in and being ready to enjoy life and embrace whatever it is that comes to them. And it's the same thing in the corporate world. Sure. The 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 leader, the you know, the the boss, the whoever has to be that bridge between I don't know how to do this job and I'm really successful at my job. And it's it's just like we talked about with the corporate sector with dismounted patrols like right. owning up front even with your workouts, you know, this is going to suck. Right. It <laughs> is gonna be totally worth sweaty it. Sweaty and horrible, but it's going to be great. <laughs> and so if stranger you don't trust right. shows up and says, it's going to suck, but it's worth it. You go, cool story, bro. Have fun with that. Right. If someone who shows up every day, right. who earns your trust through transparency, honesty, humble, all the things, right. gets that buy-in, tells you it's going to suck, but it's worth it. Right. Sounds good. Where do I sign up? Exactly. But I mean, and that's what you do. I mean, in your coaching world, that's what you do. You know, people show up, you have this, you know, this conversation about where do they want to go? Right. And then you go, okay, this is going to take a lot of hard work, but (coughs) I'm here for it. Let's do this together. No, there is not a client that I work with that would not tell you like with a, Almost creepy smile, like, oh, he'll tell you it's going to suck. Right. I mean. It's going to suck. Right. And I think that the brutal honesty of recognizing the fact that hard work is hard work. It doesn't make any difference, you know, the tools, the support, the, you know, all the things. Hard is hard. 
and right. you have to be able to get through it. And so finding the support helps, but it's still on you. A thousand percent. <laughs> and, and it, you know, just start kind of wrapping it up a little bit, but like, that's the whole point of buying. Right. Because at the end of the day, whether it's what we do, right. getting people to be their optimal right. self, you know, for them in their life, whether it's through fitness, whether it's through my ninja stuff that right. I do, whatever it is. Right. We want you to be the best. Exactly. And in your organization, you want them to be the best. So, like, for us, it's to achieve your dreams, man. Right. Of fitness and health and wealth and all, all the good goals. stuff. All your goals. Right. And in and the other entity, it's to, you know, to load up the counters with products to buy or to hit whatever sales goal or, right. to, you know, to, to win enough cases. Like... Right. And those in-states all matter. The in-state all matters. But the buy-in has to come first. Right. The thing is, is with the buy-in, you get the commitment. And then when you're lacking in motivation, you're still committed. You're going to show up anyway. Your motivation is only going to take you so far. Right. It's just that, you know, I don't feel motivated to work out every day. You don't feel motivated to necessarily, you know, do all of the mind ninja stuff that you do. But just becomes part of who you are and and commitment because i said i was going to do it starts overriding any other little negative thoughts that are like oh just don't just you can't whatever it is and that in part actually just answered a question that came through in the chat but i want to address it too Hmm. uh it's from our friend sasquatch lover yeah (laughs) so here's what i know about this fella Mm -hmm. it's comer you remember him Mm -hmm. Uh, served together, and he's got a great question, but he's asking the person who he knows knows the answer, so I'm not sure why. Anyway, so his, his question is, let's say you have uh, a team is bought in and has full confidence in you as a leader, yet senior leadership is continually dropping the ball. How do you continue to motivate your team to achieve goals? So, remember, you remember, Comer, when we... So, here's the deal. When I led this individual, I'll give you guys a little bit about me if, if you don't know it. When this fella and I were in the same company together... Um, it was a very asymmetrical mm-hmm. leadership environment. Yep. Lots of lots of egos, lots of I'm just gonna say like there were some lazy ass leaders there. Yeah. Some some checked out disconnected leaders. You're gonna find those and you have to figure out how to deal with them. And they were there because of that in yep. some cases. I was not that. Right. I was like, let's let's kill it. You right. know, let's do it. And while I was in let's kill it mode, uh, I had a cool thing happen and I missed a flight to Afghanistan because I had to do six months of chemotherapy. Right. And during that six months of chemotherapy, I'm hoping this will answer your question. Um, we had we had some different leaders. Yeah. Right. And we had some senior leaders that were a little disconnected at the level of suck that mm-hmm. was being imposed on their subordinates. Um, a little disconnected on the the very unique problem sets that existed in that formation. There mm-hmm. were some people that are going through some really wonky stuff. Right. Uh, everything from families falling apart to substance abuse issues to serious injury, yeah, everything in between. And I'm getting my ass kicked by chemo, right? But I was there every day, every day, every day. And so, to answer your question, how you continue to keep buying and get your team to achieve the in-state goals, even though your senior leaders kind of suck sometimes, right. be the one who doesn't, right? Be the one that no matter what's going on, you're doing chemo and everything else. You're getting shots in your knee once a week. Like, my world was falling apart yeah. during those seven months. Yeah. 
It was a hard, hard time. And I was the I was the acting first song for half there. of it. Yep. You, you know, were always like, there. So it's it's a crappy answer, man, but you know, we've talked about it before as a leader. For me anyway, I I expect a thousand percent that you outwork right. your That's... subordinate. And I look, I didn't show up to participate, man. Right. I came to take over. Right. And I th- but I think that's the motivational speech you have to give your team is did you come to just get your participation ribbon or did you come to take over? The only way that we're going to take over is if you know, we band together, you follow me and we're going to blow past these guys. And so we're going to do the right thing all the time. If your senior leadership sucks, and this is something I tell people all the time, take their job from them. Right. Take it. Don't ask for promotion. Be so goddamn good that everyone screams, give it to them. Right. Right. They can't deny it. That would be my answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> well, it, I think it's really true. Got a little it, aggro. It's a really, that's a really hard position to be in just because of what we talked about earlier where it's like, you know, you don't, you don't want to cause this division in the, you know, what's supposed to be the, you know, air quotes united front by undermining things. But you also want people to realize, like, this isn't how it's done. And what I will tell you, too, that that's important. Um, he said, well put. Thanks, buddy. But what's important to point out is that I talked a little bit about the environment there. Right. But because that was the kind of leader I wanted to be led by, so that's the kind of leader I showed up as every right. day. I took a lot of guys who didn't want to even be in the military mm-hmm. anymore and, I mean, gave them an obscene amount of responsibility. Yeah. And they were ninja assassins. Right. I mean, they came in and just murdered yeah. every day for me. Absolutely. Like, this in particular, like, these kids just rocked every day. And Comber in particular, I'm going to put you on blast, dude. <laughs> he was so overworked and underappreciated. Yeah. I mean, he got hit with a battalion's worth of admin crap to do, awards, lots of UCMJ stuff, mm-hmm. lots of negative counseling statements processed, lots of everything, your analysis stuff to work on, all the time. Right. He was there from this, I mean, seriously, I was usually the first one in the building. He was usually right behind me. He worked his butt off. And we had some janky leadership at the time. But these kids rose to the occasion because I showed the hell up. Right. And they were like, hell yeah. Let's right. roll. Right. So you be the one. You be the one that make people go, hell yeah. <laughs> right. Let's roll. Because I, that's that's the ultimate ripple effect of buy-in, right? Right. right. Because they're going to go someplace and remember that, and everyone there is going to suck, and they're going to make their own little team of ninja assassins that stand out as rock stars. Right. Yep. So buy-in's kind of important. Right. I, there's, a, there's like a parenting advice that, you know, when you don't really know what to do, be the parent that you needed at whatever stage. And I think it's the same thing. If you were in that position, what do you need? What, what would you need to rise to the occasion? Right. And start there. Agreed. Anything else? I think that, I think that's good. Okay. So by popular man, that was buying the sequel. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you missed any of it, this will be on Wednesday on the regular show. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. All right, folks, there you have it. That was the show. See, I told you. I told you at the very beginning. And right now you're going, man, that was a great show. And I can't remember how it started. It started with cheers and then we don't do them. Okay? Knock it off. No one signed up for your pep squad. Um, look, I'll tell you a personal personal story. I didn't say this in the show, but this is a true fact. Okay? The Army has its own, quote, cheer. All right? And I, I refer to it as the H word. I'm going to say it here just for the sake of context. It's hua. 
Okay. H O A A H. Hua. And it's supposed to be like, yeah, it's supposed to be, we got it. But guess what? When a soldier says that to a leader, when they go, Hua, guess what they're really saying? They're saying F you, Sergeant. Okay. Cheers are not your friend. Get real buy-in through trust and all the coolest things we talked about on the show. Anyway, that's me running my mouth some more. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you took something away from it. And we will talk to you next time. Later.